Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. So I thought I would take a moment, a timeout, if you will. I know that we've been doing just one amazing interview after another the last few weeks, and I have reached out to a bunch of people that I think are going to come back and come on the show. And I want to keep bringing you those awesome interviews. But from time to time, as you know, I like to tell you a deep dive subject matter, whether it be Hollywood predators or the secrets of Hollywood or some intel that I've received uh, as I tell you the story of a a true crime matter or a deep dive on one of our favorite reality TV stars or their relationships. You know I do the gamut. And so we're sort of at one of those moments where I need to do a quick deep dive. And it's related to Ocean Gate, the submersive, the curses surrounding the Titanic, the allegations that this is a, a psyop, and and a, on and on. And if you you're like, what the hell are you even talking about, Dana? That's okay, because I'm gonna explain it all to you. And at the end, you're going to look at Ocean Gate instead of the name of the company, you're going to look at it like its own gate, like we do in politics, Watergate, in reality, TV, Puppy Gate, in Pizza Gate. <laughs> okay. It's going to be one more gate. Okay. Because you can really go deep on this one. And I wanted to cover Ocean Gate from a few different viewpoints. There's the conversation that's happening out there about the curses. I want to talk on that. There's the conversation happening about like how people should be mourning surrounding people on the ship. That's worth talking about. I want to talk about the allegations that have suddenly come from seemingly everywhere that this ship was unsafe and it was like a matter of time that it was going to blow. I want to talk about the people that were on the ship and some of the stuff that's coming out around them. Because what we have to at least acknowledge at a minimum is that whatever this was, Ocean Gate and its Titan, absolutely captured the imagination of the world in the few days that everybody didn't know what was happening. And it was everywhere, and it was constant, and people couldn't stop listening to more and more information about it. Now, certainly, it could have been as simple as its relationship to the Titanic and people's obsession with the Titanic, but other people think there's been other reasons for it, and that's some of the stuff I'm going to get into today. Now, I have a patron who is a relative of the people that were on the Titan, and Uh, To that particular patron, I hope you know that I do this with the utmost respect for the victims and your family during this incredibly difficult time of losing a loved one. And these were extraordinary people, all of them, which again added to the story that so many extraordinary people were taken out in one instance. Where does it all begin? This is important. We've got to revisit how the story was 
told to the world. On June 18th, we find out that this submersible that is so unique in that it has cutting edge materials that's being used in it, there are something like four patentable devices that make it a unique design in the way that they approached this kind of submarine-like aquatic vehicle. This is a tremendous achievement that this is able to go to this depths. It's, it's something like two and a half miles underwater. It's tons and tons of pressure on this submarine-esque vehicle. And this is really cutting edge technology that it's able to survive in these depths. And it's very difficult to ever even know what are in these depths, what mysteries exist this far underwater where we cannot really go. And when we go, it's extraordinarily dangerous. And this is 71% of the world's surface that's covered in water, much of which has gone unexplored. What exists there? This excitement is what is fueling the gentleman behind Ocean Gate and the submersible. They dream to discover all the mysteries that we can't solve because we can't go to these depths. Needless to say, they develop this submersible. And one of the ways they find financing is by launching a tourism division. And within that tourism division, they find a way to allow regular people that are very, very rich to be able to go down on these like tourist expeditions that, you know, people are really curious about, whether it be like a treasure ship, you know, and in this case, the Titanic that had sunk. A group of people end up going on this Sunday for this expedition of their lifetime. They're going to see the Titanic remains, which are becoming scarce. They're falling apart. They're deteriorating. There's nothing we can actually do about it. The ship, by the way, is a giant graveyard. The Titanic, of course, sunk April 15th, 1912, four days into her maiden voyage. She was going from Southampton to New York City. There was a lot of crew members on board this ship. There was a numerous amount of wealthy, powerful people in first class. And then there were a lot of poor people that were coming to America to try to start their life again. And they were in the lower classes of the ship. These parts of the ship were not accessible to a lot of the luxuries. For example, the rescue boats. <laughs> Because this was supposed to be the unsinkable ship, so why would you need rescue boats if there's, you know, the ship can't be sunk? They probably should have took note that there were any lifeboats on the ship at all. Because <laughs> why would you need a lifeboat if it's unsinkable? But needless to say, in all this, we lose of the 2,224 people on board we lose something like 1,500 people. They're still not entirely sure how many people died, but they all die on the ship as it goes down dramatically because it mimics a building and literally people start falling down the side of the ship because the ship is almost completely vertical as it goes into the water. There are people that jump into the water trying to, to get away from the ship and those people die from the freezing cold temperatures in the water. There's people being sucked in like a whirlpool to the Titanic's grave it's creating. Um, they can't 
get away from the current. It's sucking them under the boat. They're drowning that way. There are people that are trying to get on the boats with the women and children and some of the wealthier classes. And some people are so concerned for their own survival, they shove people off the boat. And those people perish because the water was so freezing cold and black. And probably there was wildlife attracted to the area as well because all these people were dying. So unfortunately for those people, I'm sure that there were sharks and other wildlife in the area that saw this as a great opportunity to be a predator in one way or another. The horror of these people and what they endured left many people feeling like it was really a sea graveyard, that the Titanic had such an energy signature about it that was so horrific for so many people within a short period of time that all of that energy created a signature in that water surrounding that ship. And to this day, there are people that are into the paranormal that think the Titanic items are haunted by people who didn't survive and were taken too soon and died in horrific manners by other people drowning them, by rich people locking the door so the poor people can't escape the Titanic for their own gain against the company for not putting enough lifeboats on the, the Titanic, for lying and saying it was unsinkable when it was absolutely sinkable, for the captain not listening to the warning signs and choosing to go forward even against them for the engineers doing a faulty design in the way that they approach the ship not being able to sink. And also in the weather conditions, which absolutely in this particular part of the ocean have been blamed by scientists for creating a mirage-like phenomena that people actually couldn't see as well as they normally do the icebergs because they were looking and they still didn't see them. So all of this anger is in this water, essentially, around this ship, which, by the way, they couldn't get all the bodies out of the water. Some floated to the top and they were scooped out of the water by ships that were trying to salvage what remains still existed. But many of them went to the bottom of the sea in the boat like a giant cemetery. And that is what is in this energy of this water. Now, recently, these amazing 3D images appeared of the Titanic. And just a few weeks ago, they were shared with the world, showing what it looks like right now in great detail. And the reason that they took these 3D images is because the boat is deteriorating. It will not be there forever. And they're trying to capture it at least now at this time in 2023 so that there'll be some memory of it as it dissipates into dust in the ocean. Already from these 3D scans, incredible discoveries, the serial number 
from the Titanic ship itself, which may help with the conspiracy theory that there was insurance fraud related to the Titanic and the RMS Olympic. The images also showed that there was one rescue boat still clinging to the ship that wasn't used, and a giant piece of metal seems to have lodged it in place that they didn't know about. You can even see a glimpse of the grand staircase that became so famous in the Titanic movie that James Cameron produced. Another theory that surrounded the sinking of the Titanic that could cause unrest in these souls was the theory that J.P. Morgan planned to take the ship out to kill people on board that were very, very important and that were rivals to some of their ventures. Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim are some of them. And then, of course, there's the famous Egyptian curse, which a lot of people tie to a mummy allegedly being on board of the Titanic. This was tied to a gentleman by the name of William Stead. Now, William had gone and done a lot of work, archaeology work in Egyptian tombs, which means that he went, you know, and sort of disturbed these places that were believed to have bad luck if you disturbed them because their Egyptian deceased king or powerful person would come after you for you know, not letting them rest in peace and disturbing their afterlife. And this was a really popular curse that people believed may have fallen upon the Titanic, mainly because he was also a British editor who believed in 20th century spiritualism. And he had spent years claiming that the curse of the mummy was real and all of these bad things that were happening around colleagues of his and other people that were tied to looking through tombs, Egyptian artifacts and tombs interacting with them were having mysterious downfalls, sickness, death, bad luck, all sorts of things. And he actually believed that the curse of the mummy was causing destruction and disaster in London and talked about it. Similar to the way that we often will associate removing things from Native American land as bad luck or having an encounter with an American Indian spirit that's like upset. You know, that if you want to look at it from a paranormal perspective, there's, you know, if you watch any uh, episode of Ghost Adventures, you know, I'd say out of the nine episodes you see, you're going to see one that is going to be related to a ghost that's disturbed because it was an Indian burial ground. Like somehow it has this kind of energy around it also, or that's what people believe. Anyway, it was just strange that Stead had, you know, happened to be on the Titanic and perished with it. And he had been doing work in these Egyptian tombs. And he also believed that the curse was a real thing. So it really gave credibility to it for a lot of people. Now, although there was no mummy that was ever brought with Stead onto the boat, I think what really freaked people out wasn't so much whether there was a mummy there or not. It was more that Stead was going on the boat telling the passengers about his adventures with Egyptian 
artifacts and burial grounds and some of the things that he had uncovered and turned over to museums like the British Museum. And so the passengers were hearing these tales and it was really resonating with them. And then, of course, the Titanic goes down and he dies. And some of the survivors go on to say this is bizarre because he was talking about these incredible stories. And I think he brought some curse onto the boat and that must be what caused it. Now, it turns out that there was another Egyptian artifact researcher and her name was Margaret Brown. And she actually had Egyptian artifacts that were from tombs on the Titanic. And she ends up surviving it. But, you know, some people say, well, it was her artifacts were on the boat. They were there. Could it be that they caused the issue related to the Egyptian mummy curse? And if you want to tie her back to a character in the movie, she was actually played by Kathy Bates in the film. And she, in real life, was a really big advocate for the survivors of the Titanic. She actually created a committee that was to help the survivors after, you know, being traumatized by the Titanic. I'm going to play you Survivor's story on here from the Titanic just because I think it's really, it was so intriguing. And and also, I guess what I want to say about this Brown character is she really worked hard to advocate for the victims and getting the bodies that were recovered buried because some of the families couldn't afford it. She also was one of the only passengers on the ship that tried to save the people in the lower classes and also dig people out of the water that were were still alive. She wanted to go back and get them, get more people onto the boat and the people wouldn't let her because the wealthy believed that they were more important at this time than the poor people. Remember, there was still a very strong sense of class in the United States, which had come over from uh, a lot of aristocrats being married to wealthy American, you know, debutantes, if you will. A lot of the UK aristocracy was marrying wealthy American entrepreneurs and business people's daughters and sons so that they could get money in their families because they were running out of money. And then at the same time, the American could get a title and, you know, be royal or be an extension of the royal family to one degree or another. And so this was kind of the nature of the beast. Okay. So let me play you a testimony from a survivor of the Titanic for the full scoop, head to our Patreon page. Click the coin icon on your player to check it out. 